It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. All across the fantasy universe, welcome one and all to FantasyPoints.com and the Two Point Stance. I'm your host, Brian Drake. Follow me on Twitter at DrakeFantasy. Joined, as always, by my main man, Joe Dolan. You know him, you'll love him over on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan. Joe, little birdie tells me you're going to see Mr. Bruce Springsteen this weekend. I am. Um, so, yeah, we're getting up tomorrow morning. Um, uh, sorry, I'm, uh, I just knocked my microphone. Good start to the podcast, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 folks. I'm in, um, I'm going to see Bruce Springsteen. We're, I'm waking up in the morning, driving to Atlanta. I live in Greenville, South Carolina. It's about two, two and a half hours, three hours on a bad day. Uh, drive, and we're going to go see Bruce Springsteen. So, I'm, uh, I'm excited about that. I'm uh, so jealous. I, I mean, it, it, I'm sure it's going to be a great show, probably upwards of three hours. Um, so Drake, I want to throw a disclaimer out there to people. Yes, please. We need this. A couple of weeks ago, um, a a lot of people noticed that our iTunes feed stopped updating. Well, now our Apple podcast feed stopped updating. I am reached out to Apple to help with this, but I have had multiple people have an issue with our, apparently it's a new podcast feed with a new ID. I put, posted this in our subscriber discord and Drake, we should, we should put a link to the podcast, um, in our show notes as well. Apparently it's a new feed. Well, I've had some people also have issues if they were subscribed to the old feed being unable to subscribe to the new feed. And it so what so what I was able to do on my phone and my wife's phone was go to the new feed using the new link, play an episode, unsubscribe from the old one and then you're able to add the new episode to your library. I don't understand why this is happening. I'm helping multiple subscribers get through this. Uh, I have reached out to Apple for help, um, mm. but this sucks for you and me because we're putting on we're putting on these great shows, and and uh, you know people are people are having trouble listening to it. I just like I'm gonna think we're gonna just keep pounding that home. Hopefully Apple gets out to me and gives us a fix on this quickly. But that is a way to get around it. What you do is unsubscribe to the old feed. Search for the Fantasy Points podcast uh, on the podcast app. It'll bring up, I guess, our new feed. Play an episode from that. And then like midway through like two minutes in, just click subscribe. You should be able to subscribe to the episode. It's a way around it. It sucks, but I I can't believe this has happened. Um, Yeah, we use Anchor uh, at .fm. Um, which is a great website, but it's owned by Spotify. So maybe there's some chicanery going on. I probably shouldn't say that uh, on the podcast. Uh, I'm joking, by the way. Yeah, it, it, you want to get around all that, folks? Go over to YouTube, search Fantasy Points, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you can watch all our great shows. You can watch uh, all the stuff that Joe put out in the morning all throughout the season. We've got great off-season content, but you definitely want to make sure that you're in the YouTube. You've got the Apple iTunes thing set up because also we got guys down at the Senior Bowl. Our Take Talk podcast is broadcasting from there, giving you updated information on all these soon-to-be rookies, so you're not going to want to miss all that stuff going on. But, Joe, the reason that we're here is not only to plug the 30% off early bird special that ends Super Bowl Sunday, but you're going to go see what many consider to be one of the greatest musicians of all time, Bruce Springsteen. We have this week the GOAT to many, 
Tom Brady retiring from the NFL. He did it his way. What a transition there, Drake. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's why, you know, that's why they backed up the Brinks truck to get me over here to fantasypoints.com. <laughs> so Tom Brady goes out. He retires. Tom Brady, after 23 seasons in the NFL, finished with, let me hit you with some of these numbers, folks. Seven-time Super Bowl champion. Five-time Super Bowl MVP. Three-time NFL MVP. 15-time Pro Bowler. I want to see Tom Brady out there doing the long drive contest and playing dodgeball, by the way. Three-time first-team All-Pro. Two-time Offensive Player of the Year. Plus, he holds so many records, including games started, wins by a quarterback, most passing yards, completions, touchdowns, a million Super Bowl records, including number of touchdown passes, completions, game-winning drives. You know the story. Tom Brady's the man. So what we're going to do here is not just wax poetic about Tom Brady. But there's a lot of tentacles to this, Joe. A lot of ripple effect because now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need a quarterback. We know that he was rumored to be going to Las Vegas. Oh, by the way, they've jettisoned Derek Carr. They're going to need a quarterback. And we've got to see where Aaron Rodgers fits in all this. You had an interesting trade scenario on Twitter today. So whew, let's unpack this Tom Brady thing. First and foremost, were you surprised when Tom announced his retirement? Because we all thought he was going to stick around and go to the yeah. Raiders. I was a little surprised because I thought he was going to play this year. I thought he wanted to try to get another great year out. But maybe he also sat here and was like, I just don't want to have another terrible year. Obviously, he's gone through a lot of personal turmoil. He probably had his worst season, you know, since he got hurt, really. Maybe that last, that, that last season in New England wasn't all that hot uh, either. Um, but maybe he just decided he's been under enough stress this year and he decided to hang it up. Like, I, I mean, you can't deny he had a phenomenal career and I'm not going to question his motivations or lack thereof. I mean, the guy had just an, an outrageous career. I was a little bit surprised, but when a 46 year old quarterback retires, Drake, I don't think, I don't think you can consider it a surprise. This isn't like Barry Sanders. Yeah. And Brady ended his age 45 season with 4,694 yards, only 25 touchdown passes. That's the fewest he's thrown since 2019 when he threw 24. But I thought he could still play. He just didn't want to get hit. And that was very apparent in a lot of games out there. And maybe going to a Las Vegas, he figured, you know what? Their defense stinks. The line's not great. I'm going to get murdered out here, even though it's cool as I play for the Raiders. But Maybe there just wasn't a good option. There wasn't a good fallback plan for him for anywhere else to go. No, I, I just don't think there was. I, I, I mean, the Raiders is where I thought he was going to go. He would have found work somewhere. Um, but yeah, look, I, the guy was the best ever. I'm not going to sit here. There's a, so many Boston writers and even Tampa writers who have done so much better putting it into words how great he was. And we'll we'll get, we'll put our own little spin on that at the end of the podcast. I have a fun little exercise uh, for us to do about that but um i think what i think tom brady just decided right now you know what in 2014 i said i'll retire when i suck and i think tom brady maybe deep down expected himself to suck earlier than 2022 and this year maybe he started feeling it slip a little bit and he decided that's enough i'm done um let's get my life together Let's go broadcast. I don't think, by the way, we have not seen the last of Tom Brady. Um, I, I, I think broadcasting, maybe doing something similar to what the Mannings do if he's not a traditional broadcaster is in the cards, but it's time for him to to just hang it up. Uh, he, he's done everything there is to do. And, and the only thing that was keeping him going 
was an addiction to football. Probably harder to break than than in general, but uh, than uh, than anything else. Uh, but maybe this year he took a couple too many hits and was like, "It's time." I don't really want to see Tom Brady as Tony Romo, who's got his own problems now. We can talk about that at some point. I don't want to see him become John Madden or or one of these other guys. Like that just doesn't. Yeah. Michael Jordan didn't step away and then you know sit next to Marv Albert. Like I don't. That's not what Tom Brady should be doing in my mind. I don't think he'd be good at it either. No, uh, maybe, maybe he will be. I don't know. It, it's, it's possible that Tom Brady is a savant and he fills the void that I guess Tony Romo did for like two years and now doesn't anymore. And maybe he's just milk toast, but he certainly will bring some star power to a broadcast. I, I just, I, I, I'm having a hard time putting into words the NFL without Tom Brady. And, and yeah. I think deep down, you know, there's there's this weird thing. Brady's obviously got a lot of haters. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you kick everybody's ass for 25 years, that's going to happen. I never was one of them. And I'm not trying to elevate myself above, you know, people who, who can't stand Tom Brady. Like, dude, it's I our show. Them. We can elevate yourself, please. Yeah, I hate the New York <laughs> Mets. You know, I hate them. I don't want to see them have success. You know, I hate the Boston Celtics. I hate the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I should probably not say this because it's a football podcast, but screw it. I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Now I try to Me be too. objective in my <laughs> fantasy football analysis. And I think I do a good job of that. CD mm-hmm. lamb was one of my most drafted players all year. Um, but I never had that for Tom Brady. And it's probably because my team didn't have problems getting out of the AFC. They had their own problems defeating Jake DeLome and, uh, Brad Johnson in back-to-back years getting out of the NFC. I know I wasn't a Jets fan. You know, I wasn't a, uh, I wasn't a Bills fan whose team went 33 and three against Brady or three and 33 against Brady. But you know, there, there, there's, there's just a, a level of respect I have for Brady. I don't ever think he was the most exciting player to watch. Um, you know, it, I, I, I guess there is a subsect of people on YouTube who love watching surgery um find it fascinating find it very technical find it so incredible i guess watching brady was like watching surgery um and when uh when the patriots were ripping up the league in 2007 with randy moss teams i guess watching brady was like watching an unbelievably gross but fascinating surgery like whoa you have got to see this um and but you know i don't think he Turn, I don't think many people turn on as many highlight reels as they do for Mahomes or they do for Michael Vick or they do for Josh Allen, but that's just greatness, man. Tom Brady was great. He was, from a fantasy perspective, incredible. Um, and I think from an NFL perspective, we'll get to more of the fantasy perspective later, but from an NFL perspective, to move the conversation forward, this leaves a void in this offseason. You and I talked just last week. Mm-hmm. Um about the quarterback movement we both thought Brady was going to the Raiders so this leaves a void where maybe it was the Raiders maybe it was the Dolphins maybe it was the 49ers where a team who thought there was going to be an opportunity to have Tom Brady's or starting quarterback isn't going to have that opportunity this year um and 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 that creates a domino effect starting of course Drake with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah Tampa Bay Buccaneers I don't know if this has been updated yet on on spot rack but they they have a lot of work to do. The Tampa Bay is 31st in the league in available cap space for 2023 at negative 55 million. 
Now, uh, you know, doing my crude research here, Brady retiring helps them, but he's still a cap hit of somewhere between 13 and uh, 18 million. So it's going to help him a little bit, but they've got to find somebody out there. They've got the 19th overall pick. That's not going to land you an elite starting quarterback, not in this draft uh, by any means. So what do we think happens with this team? They're going to be in that, I think, Derek Carr type market now. Maybe a Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is going to get paid, folks. Like, all these dominoes keep falling, and Daniel Jones is a free agent. Let me throw another name at you. I think this is perfect. What about Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, was followed him in in New England, went out and made his mark out in San Francisco. You can probably get Jimmy G, I guess, sort of cheaper than market value coming off the injury and all that. I think Jimmy G would slide in there, and this is still a playoff-quality team. Yeah, so here's the issue, and and look, everybody's like the salary cap's fake. Yes and no. Um, even teams who are a million, a billion dollars over the cap, a million dollars over the cap, that's not so bad. Even teams who are a billion dollars over the cap find a way to get under it. Um, but part of the complicating issue here is the Buccaneers are fifty five million dollars over the cap as of right now. That the, that's the second, uh, second highest over the cap total in the, in, in the league behind the Saints, who are perpetually last in the league in cap mm-hmm. space. Is there an, a, a point here, and, and, and I'm talking about, you know, if we're looking at the dynasty value of somebody like Chris Godwin, the dynasty value of someone like um, Rashad White, the dynasty value of someone like Kate Otten, uh, who came on there this year, is there a chance that the Buccaneers blow this up and try to say, we knew what we were getting into when we signed Tom Brady? We got everything we possibly could. And don't tell me there isn't a Buccaneers fan out there who wouldn't have signed up for three playoff appearances and a Super Bowl victory with Tom Brady in three years, okay? Not a single one of them would not sign up for that. Um, Is there a chance that they're like, you know what, Mike Evans, we're trading him. Leonard Fournette, we're trading him. Young players on defense or or veteran players on defense, we're trading them. And we're going to try to say we – we brought Brady in here knowing it wasn't a long-term solution to get our team a championship. We accomplished that. Now it's time to pay that check. And do you trade Mike Evans now? You and I already detailed multiple teams who need that receiver. The Dallas Cowboys need a second receiver. The Buffalo Bills need a second receiver. The Kansas City Chiefs need a first receiver. <laughs> so there are so many teams who would be interested in the Mike Evans. And can you? Mike Evans coming off what is his 10th consecutive 1,000 yard season to open his career. How many more opportunities are you going to have to get a high draft pick for a Mike Evans? So that's the other complicating factor I have here. Or do the Buccaneers just think, you know, Evans, we still think's on the back end of his prime. Godwin's in the thick of his prime. We've got this good young back. We had some bad luck with the offensive line, but we think that's going to be pretty good. And we think Jimmy Garoppolo can come in here and win a weak division. I'm I'm not really sure where I stand on that, but when you look at this roster compared, you know, if they have better injury luck this year, especially on the offensive line, they probably are the best team in that division still, depending on who the quarterback is. So there's a whole lot of ways this can go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm not really sure which way I lean on that right now. Yeah, you made a lot of good points there. And as I scroll through the list of potential free agent quarterbacks out there, people who could realistically come in and start for you, It's not going to be Baker Mayfield. It's not going to be Sam Darnold. It comes down to Garoppolo. They're not going to have money to want to pay Daniel Jones. Uh, Geno Smith will stay where he is. And then you're looking at, you know, geez, it gets gets dark quick, as they like to say. I mean, you're not going to get Lamar. I mean, after that, it's there's nothing. 
it's really they're in a tough spot of they kind of have to get Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. And you're picking <laughs> the middle of the first round, so it's not going to be that pretty. So yeah, I mean, I, Buccaneers. Um, I think it, I think if I were them, I'd probably I'd probably trade Mike Evans, but um, yeah. I don't know if they're going to look at that division and say that's the right thing for them to do, and it's fascinating. They probably wish they would have known this earlier so then they could have been in a a new market for a head coach so then you could get a new head coach, new quarterback maybe. Imagine this. You've already got, if you are um, the Buccaneers, you've got your pick 19th overall. Then you make a trade. You trade away Mike Evans, maybe another piece on defense. Who knows? Maybe Kansas City gives you the 31st overall pick. Now you got two first-round picks. Now you got a little ammo to move up to go get your quarterback of the future. So we'll see what happens with Tampa Bay. Real or interesting. Do you do both? Do you trade Mike Evans, still keep Chris Godwin, and kind of retool and say, all right, we're going to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. And then we're going to use those two first round picks to help build this roster. Wonder if they think there can be a half measure here. That's interesting mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, Chris Godwin's a good player. There'd be teams lining up to get their hands on Chris. Godwin. Imagine Chris Godwin in Kansas city. Oh my God. That would be fun. You had a really fun tweet. Speaking of that uh, on Twitter today, as of course I just click off it literally the second I want to go to it. Do you want Come me to read mind. it for you? Be a professional here. I've I got it right here. Uh, and you said, would the Raiders trading the seventh pick in this year's draft plus their 2024 first to the Packers for number 15 this year and Aaron Rodgers get it done? Who says no? So again, the Raiders trading number seven and their number one pick next year for 15 and Aaron Rodgers because also we saw Devontae Adams put out a tweet. I think he since deleted it. Somebody said, where's Aaron Rodgers going to live next year? And he's like, oh, my town. He's going to live where I live. So you think that's a real interesting possibility. Boy, oh, boy, the bidding war for Aaron Rodgers between the Jets and now maybe the Raiders. Green Bay is like, oh, my God, we got Jordan Love sitting here. We're going to get some first-round picks. This is great. So my tweet, here's how I know it was a reasonable offer. I had, like, half Packer fans saying, absolutely. And half Packer fans saying, absolutely not. And and so essentially what the deal is, the Packers would move up from 15 to 7 this year mm-hmm. and pick up a first-round pick next year for Aaron Rodgers. And when you think of Aaron Rodgers at his peak and if he was 31 years old and had another decade of, of quarterbacking left, that is obviously an absurd trade offer. But when you consider, we've had we've – had talk about his retirement for now like two years in a row including this offseason and we've had talk that Aaron Rodgers could be year to year at this point the contract is so heavy it's it's a it's a tough contract to take on I think it's a pretty reasonable offer and what I do know is there are Jet fans who maybe considered Aaron Rodgers a fait accompli who now are like ugh the Raiders have Devontae Adams. They have mm-hmm. all the incentive to try to improve. We already know they're not bringing Derek Carr back. So that's the other piece of, of this onion, right? You go to Derek Carr. I mean, let's presume Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones get franchise tagged, okay? Which I think is the most likely outcome, at least for Lamar. But let's presume that. 
Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, probably the two best quarterbacks available on the open market. And with Gino, um, Jimmy G, those two, we know Carr's not going back to the Raiders. So the Raiders aren't going to be in the mix for Derek Carr for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. There is no way the Raiders decided we're going to move on from Derek Carr and we're going to go sign Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no way they would do that. It would be stupid. Yeah. There's no way they're saying we're going to move on from Derek Carr. We've had enough of him, you know, and his Kirk Cousins tendencies and then go sign Geno Smith. They're not going to do that. And you know, from this year, Aaron Rodgers saw what life is like without Devontae Adams, without having that alpha. He knows he has very, very few years left. Does he want to go to New York and play with a very young but talented wide receiver group? Or do you want to go finish things out in the desert in great conditions, playing in in that dome with Devontae Adams, with what's left of Darren Waller, and with Hunter Renfro in the slot? And, you know, they'll find a running back. Maybe it's Josh Jacobs. Maybe it's not. But to me, if I'm an old guy versus playing in New York and then you got to deal with the media out there, nobody in Vegas cares. There's not going to be a microscope on you from that local media like it's going to be in New York City. Why would Rodgers want to go put himself through that? Yeah. So I think that just becomes fascinating because here's what the Raiders are going to do. They're either going to go big fish frying, meaning they're going to get Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers, or they're going to draft a quarterback because they pick seven and they don't have far to go if they want to move up. So mm-hmm. that is the way I look at it. You can sell Jet fans, even if they've talked themselves into Rodgers, you can sell Jet fans on Derek Carr. You can sell yeah. Jet fans on Jimmy Garoppolo because you're going to be able to say, well, Zach Wilson was so freaking bad that anybody's going to be better. I don't think you can sell a Raider fan on Jimmy Garoppolo. After you're like, why are we getting rid of J- Derek Carr if we're going to go get Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, well, what's the point of that? So yeah. that's why I think the Raiders are a real threat to go get Aaron Rodgers right now. On, on top of the obvious fact that they have Devontae Adams already. Yeah, that's like, hey, I've got, uh, you know, a Toyota and you trade it in for a, a Honda. It's like, it's the same car. You know, what are yeah, we doing yeah. here? Yeah, there so. might be like there might be features that are nicer. Maybe the warranty's better on one of them. You know, I drive a mm-hmm. Hyundai Sonata. I love my Sonata, but you know, it's like it's the same thing. It's like ah, eh, you know, this one's got the better warranty. And there's a couple more features for cheaper on this one, but this one's more durable. You know, but they're the same car. You're hundred percent right. Yeah, hundred percent right. What do you think the odds are that Lamar Jackson gets? You know, it finds his way somewhere else. Maybe a, a sign and trade. A lot of people like Atlanta in that mix. Uh, what are the odds you think that Lamar Jackson doesn't play another down for the Baltimore Ravens? Um, I think those odds that he doesn't play another down for them are lower than I thought they were three weeks ago. Interesting. How come? Because what else are they going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, you, they fired the offensive coordinator. And I think maybe you can convince Lamar that that was an issue. You know, we're going to, this offense is going to look better. We're going to support you. I, I've now, I, I thought it was like 50 50 before. Now I think it's like 80 20 that he's, uh, that he's back hmm. with, with the Ravens. I just don't know what else they're going to do. Yeah. The Ravens pick 22nd overall. Uh, I doubt they use that pick on a wide receiver, but God, do they need help? And they're not going to find it in free agency this year, as we've talked about on some of the prior 
two point stance podcast. I mean, you're looking at like Jacoby Myers as the best wide receiver available right now. So, oof, that that's brutal. What would you do if you're that Baltimore team and you've got Lamar? He's going to come back. You're going to pay him. How do you jazz up this offense? I, I don't think Lamar wants to run around necessarily as much as he has been. Maybe he didn't like that. Uh, but, you know, maybe it's a lot like Donovan McNabb when he was young. He's like, I don't want to run all the time. Or Randall Cunningham. I'm going to throw the football. More receivers. It's been obvious for years. You know, they came into this year with Rashad Bateman. We all like Bateman. And we didn't predict he was going to get hurt early in the season. But they haven't had receivers on that team. And we knew they didn't have receivers on that team. We knew they didn't have them this offseason. And they didn't do anything to improve that position at all. You know, they're one of those teams that, and every year, and it's going to happen again in April, oh, my God, the Ravens are winning the draft. I can't believe they get all these players. And then they just, but like, I don't know, maybe they're so focused on winning the damn draft and drafting off every everybody's big board that they forget that they have there's players they need on this team. They need to help Lamar Jackson. And I think the big thing they can do is, Lamar, if we can't, work out a long-term contract we're going to franchise you we're going to work on that long-term contract but we are going to make a commitment to helping you we're going to draft receivers we're going to sign a veteran to go alongside Rashad Bateman unfortunately it's a bad year for that as 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 we've discussed um and and then we're gonna we're gonna try to make sure that you're in a position to put points on the board and everything isn't on your shoulders I think that's the most likely outcome I don't think Eric DaCosta is stupid by any stretch of the imagination I just think that He's had some very frustrating years uh, building up the supporting cast around Lamar Jackson. We just talked about the guy. You know who looked great in that uniform, catching bombs from Lamar? Mike Evans. <laughs> there you go. That's a really good point. That would be wow. a huge splash. That would be a huge splash for them. And wow. probably one that's needed. I mean, I, I have to imagine the Buccaneers are already getting calls. Oh, yeah. You and I talked a little bit last night when we were kind of planning out the show. We were talking about, you know, our love of Brady. And I feel the same way. You mentioned a little earlier how I love Brady's work ethic. I love that he's a winner. I love that, like, when I go out and play bar league softball and golf and I'm wearing the war paint and, you know, it's my sole purpose in life was to win bar league softball championships. And by God, I did so. And that's why I look at Tom Brady and I'm like, I love this guy. I want to be like that. I, I love a guy who can just outwork everybody in the room. And then we started talking about guys we don't like. <laughs> like, who is the new Brady that everyone is going to start to hate because they win, win, win? For me, I'm already at Joe Burrow. I, I don't like the watch him throw the ball and spin around and he, the cigar in the locker room and all. Like, all right. Like, Brady could do it because he won. Like, go win something first, Joe Burrow. I'm already kind of sick of everyone is anointing him. He's the next Brady. He's the greatest thing in the world. Like, all right, he's great. He's got an incredible supporting cast. But I think he's just been anointed as the guy a little too soon. And I know you've got a different player. In mind. Yeah, Um. so I think Burrow's that because he's got that cool personality. Um. The thing about the th – here's the thing. First and foremost, I don't dislike this player. I don't dislike the person at all. Um. The Patrick Mahomes thing – is like it's annoying for multiple levels number one it's annoying because we have to keep figuring out oh who's the next rival you know like it's like when uh it's like when tiger woods was at his his dominance everybody was like oh look at this young guy sergio garcia coming and he's the next right. tiger and like meanwhile you're beating up davis love the third and vj Singh. yeah now he's yeah. on the live tour <laughs> and that, yeah but then oh the 
Phil Mickelson, who actually was kind of a rival, yeah. but, you know, couldn't touch Tiger, you know, in terms of just sheer impact on the game. Yeah, VJ Singh was the Tiger's big rival for a little bit there. Remember in the late 90s, VJ mm-hmm. Singh. Um, and that's why it's kind of Mahomes. Um, but also, like, there was a tweet I saw um, from some guy who used to, like, write about baseball and he covers the Royals or something. And he's like, and, and he was like, oh, Patrick Mahomes led the Chiefs from you know down for a game-winning drive on a bum ankle put some respect on his name who are you talking to who is not putting respect on patrick mahomes's name so it's not so much mahomes it's the people who talk about him that are like like have you ever seen the tweet it's actually from a friend of mine um like the tweet is it's it's from my friend kill a cow on twitter and it's there's always somebody on Twitter talk uh, uh, arguing with absolutely no one. Quote, <laughs> but I was told Steph Curry can't shoot. Like, 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 like the, the, there always has to be like somebody who makes the most absurd point just to try to win yeah. an argument. That's where it's getting with Mahomes. Put some respect on his name. Okay, who who doesn't respect Patrick Mahomes? So yeah, there's my little uh, there's my little rant there. But it's not mostly it's mostly about how people talk about him as opposed to the player himself. I'm with it. You did some excellent sleuth work here, digging up Tom Brady's five best fantasy games ever, including the playoffs. And this, of course, is sorted by uh, DraftKings points, which so is kind of PPR with bonus. So I thought that was like kind of the best way to do it. Um, and, and by the way, this is a fantasy football podcast. So I thought, let's talk about the greatest super flex dynasty asset of all time. I don't know if anybody can prove they picked up Tom Brady off the scrap heap in 2001 and then never dropped him. I'm sure it happened somewhere. I can do you one better coming into this season, right? Tom Brady, the retirement news comes out and I've got a team. It's like Brady, Jalen hurts. uh, I think I have Garoppolo on that team. Whatever. So Brady retires, right? I drop him. You know, it's like, okay, well, the guy retired. What am I going to do? So Brady retires, and I have, like, the number – I traded up. I had the number two pick in the rookie draft. And you can draft rookies. You can draft uh, players in the league, whatever. So Tom Brady – then he comes back. So I go to the league commission. I'm like, I know the answer to this already, but there's no way I can just get Brady back, right, because the fake retirement. He's like, nope, you dropped him. It is what it is. Like, okay, it is what it is. The guy who had the number one overall pick, literally his quarterback was – like Ryan Fitzpatrick. He had nothing at quarterback. He drafted Tom Brady number one overall, and Brees Hall fell to me at number oh. two. Oh, what a day. So, in essence, I, I traded mean, he had to Tom know Brady that for Brees Hall. Right? Like, he, he had to know that could happen, right? I mean, come on. Uh, love oh. it. So, now I'm, I've got Brees Hall with McCaffrey and Joe Mixon. I'm sure we'll get into more on Joe Mixon later. But, oh, thank you. What a move. But Tom Brady's number five performance this actually happened this year, Joe. Week seventeen of twenty twenty two. So, in, in 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 essence, Drake, this was the final fantasy game of Tom Brady's career. It was championship week this season, and he turned in a top five fantasy performance. Forty DraftKings points. He went thirty four of forty five for four thirty two and three, and he ran a touchdown in a little uh, Brady sneak. Uh, coming back from down 14 points, of course, Mike Evans just blew the world away, catching uh, three of those scores. So just a monster, monster day for, for Tom Brady. Also the best game of Mike Evans' career, by the way, from fantasy perspective. 
And, and in that time uh, that Mike Evans, you know, Mike Evans scores like 50 points, right? Yeah. So this was, again, the DeMar Hamlin week where people are saying, well, hey, I don't know. I'm up 30 points and you got to give me a championship. No one's going to score 30, 40 points. No, you you could have Mike Evans who just scored 50 points. Like It can happen, folks. Not all the time, but it can happen. Uh, week um, they five- beat the Panthers, by the way, I believe, in that game. Yeah, with Sammy Darnold. Sam Darnold actually played well, yeah. So uh, Tom Brady sends us off, us fantasy players, with one of the he the, the guys played about a million games. His final fantasy game in the midst of maybe the worst season he's had in the last decade. He sends us off with an all-time great game. I'm going to put these notes in our show notes. What you wrote up for all these games because you also put YouTube clips for it too, so folks can go and check out some of the highlights. Excellent work by you here on this. Uh, his fourth best performance, week five of 2021. It was a 45-17 victory over the Miami Dolphins. Tua gets hurt, uh, and Brissett has to start the game. Brady goes off for 4-11 and five touchdowns. He had Antonio Brown at that point. You know, but I think people kind of forget that little, you know, Brady's kind of gone in and out with some of these elite wide receivers. But, man, that was a good team. When you got Antonio Brown and Mike Evans, whew, man, like, how in were you on Antonio Brown when he was right for that brief period of time? Um, when he was with the Bucks, yeah, very tentatively in on Antonio Brown. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it, Scott Barrett's all-time favorite draft asset was drafting Antonio Brown in the last round when he was with the Bucks, mm-hmm. and, and I guess if you drafted him in the last round or around there, it, it worked out for you, right? I mean, he, he had some good, good years, but uh, it, it kind of ended more spectacularly than than the most of us thought uh but probably ended similarly from a statistical standpoint and an availability standpoint but uh man those two could work some magic together and 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 i think losing ab i thought was a huge factor in brady's maybe uh maybe the early playoff loss last year and maybe the decline this year just not having that guy who they clearly had great chemistry with absolutely his third best performance Uh, Again, against those Miami Dolphins, week seven of 2007, a 49-28 victory for the Patriots. Look at these names that he hit for touchdowns. He had six on the day, mind you. Wes Welker, nine for 138 and two. Randy Moss, oh, remember him. He caught a pair. And Dante Stallworth even got into the act. So did Kyle Brady, a Brady-to-Brady connection, as you note. Man, oh, man, that, that year with Randy Moss, though, was something special. Yeah, uh, who started that game for the opposing team? This was against Miami, too, as well, right? Yeah, yeah, this is, and you put in the notes, the, quote, legendary Cleo Lemon. Was the opposing (laughs) quarterback. So Miami was on the receiving end of two of Tom Brady's five greatest fantasy games, including playoffs, by the way. And there was one playoff game on the list, and I believe it is next. It is. His second best performance, the 2011 divisional round, a 45-10 to trouncing of the Denver Broncos, Brady throws for 363 and six again. Holy smokes. Gronk, look at these numbers. You tell me he wasn't missed. 10 for 145 and three. Deion Branch uh, went three for 85 and a touchdown. I love you. You put this in there. He who must not be named 455 and one. I'm trying to uh, – is that uh, our guy um, Aaron Hernandez? It's Aaron Hernandez, yes. Ah, I got you. I, I was that was the be... game they used him as a running back. Do you remember that? No, he I don't remember He came out and they that. were just handing the ball to him. Uh, they toyed with the Broncos in this game. They they just toyed with him. It was a blowout. 
And the quarterback in that game uh, was Tim Tebow for the Broncos. He threw for a whole 136 yards the last game before Peyton Manning would become the Denver signal caller. And number one on the list. Now, mind you, I just watched a game. This is has nothing to do with the season, but this game at number one has Randy Moss going for 8-129-3. and three. This is a shellacking week six of 2009 Patriots over the Titans 59 to nothing. So Randy Moss goes off. Brady again throws six touchdowns. He's got Welker, Kevin Falk, super underrated guy. But I want to talk about the game in the Super Bowl, the 28 to three. We all know it against the Atlanta Falcons. Back back up, Drake, one just a little bit, because I want people to check out this game against the Titans. First and foremost, it's in October in a blizzard. Brady throws six touchdowns. The opposing quarterback in this game, Kerry Collins threw for negative seven yards. <laughs> so, and then I watched um I watched uh, a, a Brady documentary with last night actually uh, talking to Charles Woodson about the Tuck Rule game, and Brady said I loved playing in the snow because you guys are backpedaling and you're slip sliding mm-hmm. all over the place, and I know where my receiver is going to be or at least should be. So he thinks the defense has the disadvantage in the snow. That game proved it. It is the biggest blowout in NFL history in the Super Bowl era. 59-0. That is the Ooh. largest margin of victory in the Super Bowl era. Um, an absolute – put that game on. The, the The Patriots are in a in the Pat Patriot uniforms. The Titans are wearing Oiler uniforms. That game was the greatest game of Tom Brady's career, and all the circumstances were absolutely wild. The single biggest – it has to be the single biggest – quarterback fantasy discrepancy of all time. Kerry Collins threw for negative yards in that game. Brady throws for 380 and six touchdowns, 42.2 DraftKings points for Tom. Yeah, Terrific. sorry about that, Drake. I had to no, watch poetic about I should game. have I, I should have uh, uh, banged more onto that game. Uh, you had a great note here also that two of his best games, because you did a list of, I don't know, maybe his 30 best games, and all of those games, I think maybe there's a list of 25 or so, there were only two losses. Tom Brady didn't lose a lot. Both of the losses came to the exact same team. And you and I, we love this answer. Who did he lose both of those big games to? The Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. Woo! So the, the, two, the only two games in his top 40 by fantasy points scored were losses. So he was 38-2. and two. One loss we all know about. It was the 41-33 loss in Super Bowl 52 where Brady threw for a Super Bowl record like 552 or something ridiculous like that. He was insane in that game. It just so happened that he was the one who turned the ball over in his own territory uh, on the Brandon Graham strip sack. The other game, Drake, do you can can you recall in, in your mind the other game where he lost to the Philadelphia Eagles? That's, I was trying to think about that before the show. When else did he lose to the Eagles? I mean, my God. I mean, I, I mean, the Eagles were bad for us. A good stretch of when he was in the league. He had the McNabb. So, I, ugh, I don't know. It was a bad Eagles team. And Is this actually, like a Kevin I, I, Cobb Eagles team? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you because quite frankly, as much as they've pissed me off in my life, the Eagles have been pretty freaking good for most of my life. Like I'm I have saying, to be... when I was a kid, they were real bad. Yeah. You know, like the, the post Randall Cunningham era before Donovan McNabb. I mean, Rodney Pete, Ty Detmer, you know, like that the Doug Detroit, Peterson. 
Corey Detmer, Doug Peter. Now Doug though, Doug was the was the uh, the bridge to McNabb while McNabb learned the yeah. offense, which which was a completely defensible move by Andy Reid at the time. It was in 2015, Drake. Sam Bradford Sam went Bradford. on the oh, road uh, into Foxborough and beat Tom Brady. Now this Eagles team was collapsing. By the way, they were utterly cold. You might remember Malcolm Jenkins had like a pick six or a fumble six in that game. The Eagles were on the verge of a collapse. There was a a, a mutiny brewing against Chip Kelly. And that was the game where like uh, Jeffrey Lurie apparently went into the locker room and gave a pregame speech. Wow. Which like apparently like never happens. Like the the owner doesn't go in the locker room before the game. And like apparently he sat next to DeMarco Murray on the plane. And like DeMarco Murray, DeMarco Murray was like, we can't stand this guy. And I mean, I don't think many Eagles fans have a lot of love loss for DeMarco Murray, but I, I think there was Jason Peters by the end of that year was like, there is no way I'm playing hurt for this guy. And like, but that the, the, the one like shining moment outside of that, that preseason game where Sam Bradford looked like the greatest quarterback on planet earth. You remember that game against the, I do. I was, I was so pumped for the season. And, 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 um, but and, and I don't think you know Bradford was necessarily to blame for that whole year. It was just a bad you know Chip Kelly. He 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 lost the team. But that game was like a shining like I cannot believe they just went on the road and beat the Patriots with this team that everybody hates. Like Eagles fans hated that team. Eagles players hated that team. The Eagles players hated their coach. Like everybody hated that team. And they went on the road and beat the Patriots. So there you go. Any given Sunday in the National Football League, Drake. I was at the link. It, I, the Eagles were playing Washington that week, uh, very early in the season, and it was the game where Brady got hurt, where he got rolled up on, and then he was out for the year, and then we you know, we got Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, in that – no, it wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo. It was Matt Castle, wasn't it, uh, that year? Well, but that anyways. was – so when the Eagles were playing – so you, you mean when Brady got hurt? Brady got hurt. I'm in the stadium, and word starts to spread that Brady got hurt, and he's so, done. It's a bad okay. injury. So they that- announce it. People go bananas. You would have thought the game just, it's like the first quarter. People are like, yeah, F you, Brady. They're high five. So the, <laughs> you were in the link? Yeah. So that was week one of 2008, and the Eagles, I, I, I remember this distinctly because that was my year working for the Eagles. They were playing the St. Louis Rams. No, I, I'm, was it the Rams? I swore it was, it was playing against Washington, but could be different. I, all I remember is Brady got hurt, and people lost their minds. Uh, which it, it could be. I, I have a good friend of mine so, who is a Rams fan, and maybe we went together, and that's why we're there. It doesn't matter. The, yeah, that was week is- one. So, but but it was yeah. So it was there was buzz going around that Brady because I remember when 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 I saw Brady get hurt, I was in the press box. Okay, because obviously I was at the Eagles game, and the monitors are going around, and the Eagles absolutely ran the Rams out of the stadium that day. Um, who was the Ram? I, I think it was still Mark Bulger at that point, actually. Um, the Eagles ran him out of the stadium. Um, and so in the press box, you know, I think we were gathering around like Les Bowen or somebody and like, uh, we were watching the video of, of Brady get rolled up on and we knew it wasn't good. Like yeah. we, by the way, one of Belichick's best coaching jobs, that team went 11 and five did not make the playoffs though mm-hmm. at 11 and five. Um, but that was, uh, Matt Castle who ended up making a lot of money based on that year with the Patriots. But I mean, the, the, you know, the, the, here's the other thing for Brady. And, and probably good for him while we wrap this up. That was the only year he was really hurt. 
Yeah. I know he played through some stuff, like, but I, I, I was that the only that might have been the only time in his entire career he missed games because of injury. I think so. Yeah, you now, can't recall Tom missing much time. Uh, let me see. Um, I'm pretty sure that might be the case. Uh, uh, 1717. Okay. Oh, there's 12 games. There's 12 games in uh, 2016, but that's because of Deflate Gate, which, by the way, the biggest mm-hmm. bullshit story of all time. Like, let's absolutely. Be let's that was be the. A- that was them out to get Brady and and. For the Robertcraft and, and, yep. and all that. Uh, now it's the only time Brady missed games because of injury. Though you will recall Drake in two thousand and one, the year before they went to the, the year they did go to the Super Bowl, which was Brady's like coming out year, coming out party. Brady got hurt in the AFC Championship game, and Drew Bledsoe won them the AFC Championship game. And there right. was there was talk: Will Belichick start Bledsoe in the Super Bowl? Imagine if he goes the other way on that. Yeah. What a different and story we're talking. Brady's coming off injury. Bledsoe is your big money quarterback who only lost his job because he got hurt. It actually took some balls for Belichick to make that call. It really did. The last thing I wanted to point out about Brady is, like I said, I was watching that Super Bowl against Atlanta. Uh, mm. It was at Super Bowl 51. And you know it's 28 to three. And it just underscores again, because Gronk didn't play in that game. How little Tom Brady has done it with his whole career. He's throwing to Malcolm Mitchell, Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan, and uh, and uh, Julian Edelman. Not, Those are the guys he's throwing to. That's a CYO all-star team out there. Yeah. And, and, and he did it most of his career. He's he's had some, obviously, some great players. Like Gronk, Gronk might go down as the best tight end of all time unless the guy playing in the Super Bowl in a week and a half has something to say about that. Um, Randy Moss has a, has a claim to be one of the three three best receivers of all time. Um, so it's not like Brady was crying poorhouse the entire time of his career. Obviously, Mike Evans. Mike, uh, lock it down, Drake. Mike Evans is a Hall of Famer. I Mike love Evans, Mike Evans. Mike Evans could not step on the field once, once again, and he'd still be in the Hall of Fame with that outrageous career he's had so far. So Brady's played with Hall of Famers, but guess what? If you play 23 years in the league, you're going to play with some Hall of Famers. That's mm-hmm. just going to be and, – and and if you have the skill that Brady has, you're eventually going to – guys who are, are Hall of Famers are going to want to play with you. Um, but, you know, when I – I talked to, to, to Ross Tucker about this, and, 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 and I know I don't want any people who hate Tom Brady to be like, oh, my God, shut up, guys. We're shutting up soon. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I Ross Tucker was like, hey, Joe, when did Brady – really become Tom Brady, great fantasy quarterback. And I said, well, it really was 2007. Because prior to 2007, his career high in touchdown passes was 28, which is not bad. It's just, he was like, statistically, he was supercharged Joe Flacco. Now, we all knew Brady was great by the time 2007 rolled around. He had three Super Bowls to his name. But that was when he really took the step and became like a big-time fantasy quarterback and he kind of waxed and waned on that um, for the second half of his career. You know, um, I, I would think, like, for the most part, he was considered in the top seven or eight of fantasy starters um, after that, sometimes very much at, 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 or, at or near the top. But the consistency is what I'll always have. If you had Tom Brady, you could count on 16 games every year, um, some years better than others, depending on his weaponry. 
But man, I I just just look at it. One injury in his career that cost him any time. I, I I mean, we've got Lamar Jackson missing time every year. You know, Jalen Hurts has missed time with injuries each of the last two years. Patrick Mahomes, he's playing hurt. He's missed time with injury. It's just it, imagining Tom Brady like being like questionable every week. It just doesn't happen. It didn't happen. And and maybe there's another reason for him to hang it up, Drake. His last injury was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm getting older. I lost some weight this year. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want it to go out like Brett Favre, who was never hurt until he was, or never missed games until he was until he did. Um, and, and I think that's, that's a, a, I think that maybe is where Tom Brady's at right now. Hey, this is as close to sucking as I'm ever going to get. I'm going to hang it up right now. Credit to you, Tom Brady. Great career. Um, um, I, I just can't imagine football without him. I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's my favorite player of all time, but the resume is undeniable. Mm-hmm. And, and his, his day in Canton, it's going to be a pretty special one. Yeah, no question about it, and I, I look forward to it. And you and I will get to hang out in Canton, hopefully uh, this year, for the Fantasy Football Expo. Would be fun. Uh, Tom Brady, if not, we'll, we'll, we'll go when Tom Brady's getting inducted. Absolutely. So, folks, we want to make sure, you know, what we said at the beginning of the show, make sure you check in your Apple I, uh, iTunes account. Make sure you're subscribed to the Fantasy Points podcast. I'm trying feed, to get so. an answer from Apple. Uh, you want to talk about, like, pulling teeth trying to get an answer from Apple. I'm trying to get it fixed, guys, but there is a workaround. Reach out to me, and I'll, I'll, I'll help you out. Yeah, and of course, go to the YouTube channel. We're going to be beating the drum for YouTube on this show all year long. YouTube.com slash Fantasy Points. Subscribe right there. It's free, and you get all the amazing content. Go over to FantasyPoints.com right now. We've got 30% off of 2023 subscription plans. The Early Bird Special, it ends on Super Bowl Sunday. You know you're going to sign up. You want the guru's rankings. You want the dank stats from Scotty Barrett. You want Tom Brawley and all his Super Bowl picks. Uh, by the way, the grinder is on fire. If you go read his latest article over at fantasypoints.com, he's got a bunch of Super Bowl props. You want Graham Barfield's work. You want all the great workers we have over at fantasypoints.com. Get it for 30% off. Save the money, folks. So, well, we're going to put a bow on this Tom Brady episode. So, thank you pretty man we uh uh we loved watching you for all these years well, i thought and you were thanking ju- me well yeah you <laughs> you too go enjoy yourself down there and uh you know hold up a sign you know you know play thunder road maybe he'll uh he'll get to that one as a deep cut <laughs> i, I don't right, think folks. that's really a deep cut but i'm no, hoping no. he plays it <laughs> yeah oh yeah definitely thanks folks for uh hanging with us for joe dolan i'm brian drake we'll see you next time on the two Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.